I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Good morning if you're in Edmonton, Alberta, or if you're in Mountain Time, because we're recording this at 8.30 our times. We could not wait to talk about Gold Cup action in the Canadian men's national team on Kicked Back and Sunday League Pundits presented by Betway. So we got the usual crew here right now. We got Waz, we got Brett, I'm Caroline. And we just want to break down our thoughts on Canada versus Guatemala, because that happened over the weekend. And then obviously most recently, Canada versus Cuba. And just now how this Gold Cup picture looks like. So, boys, how are you doing? Good morning. Are you ready to talk about everything? Heck yeah. I I sat there and we're going into yesterday's game and everybody's going, this is going to be an easy game for Canada. They're going against the last place team in their group. Uh, they should win by four, stuff like that. And, and you drew to Guadalupe. You mm-hmm. didn't have the best. You didn't even score against Guatemala. I don't, I'm, I was going into last night's match, not too, too confident. We got those four goals happily, but conceding two is a little tough too, but I wasn't too confident going into yesterday. I will not lie. Was how'd you feel? Um, honestly, uh, the results have been a little weird. Um, let's talk. We're talk oh, fuck, my mind's all, all over the place right now this morning. <laughs> uh, we're talking the Saturday match, right? Well, what I mean, I think Brett just most recently referred to Cuba. So, okay, so you- Cuba, I was paying attention to that one. I was surprised to see Canada concede two goals, but I was just happy for them to get three points and move on to the next round. It's been interesting results for Canada. Um, I, I'm just hoping that they can have a little bit more confidence going into this quarterfinal with the result they got. Yeah, I. This is how I feel. I'm happy they got the result because it was like a must, must, must win. But what I don't like is that their future in this game against Cuba was in the hands of Guatemala and Guadalupe essentially. And also I don't like the fact that we are in second place in our group. Like there's no way that that should be happening. You know, the biggest contenders in this tournament, which you would assume are Mexico, USA and Canada, like Mexico and USA top their groups, which is I think the absolute expectation. And you have that same expectation for Canada. Mm. And now that they have, you know, they, they would have had an, a tough game either way versus Jamaica or the U.S., but now they have like a, a, an even tougher opponent in the U.S. In, in the quarterfinal game. So I just, you know, I, I, I'm proud of the guys for getting the job done. You know, they managed to score four goals, which is something, you know, we've been saying we want to see more goals. We want to see more dangerous opportunities. So I will absolutely give credit in that regard. But 
I'm just not convinced about the quality right now and maybe even the depth at times and sometimes even the tactical decisions that this team makes. And and, and again, that's respectfully, like I, I respectfully say that towards Hurtman. I don't like that we're in second place. We should be top of the group. You know, we should be a dangerous opponent for, for teams. We should be, our, our future should never be in someone else's hands. So that's kind of how I'm feeling right now. Well, and, and yesterday for the Canadians, arguably their best players were again, Ali Ahmed and Richie Larea. Yeah. And those two players are your wing backs. And Ali Ahmed has been able to show throughout this entire tournament that he can play big time minutes in a big time position. And, and uh, it, it's t- you mentioned the decisions uh, with the formation and everything like that. It, it, it feels like sometimes they're fighting from behind because they're trying to do too much when it comes to their formation or when it comes to tactics. I, I mean, this is again, a Cuban team that when we were walking into this game, people were going, you should be smacking this team by four. Yeah, you did score four, but you also conceded two pens along the way. So not only are you guys not putting this team away, but you're also playing undisciplined football as well, which is not going to bode well against the Americans. It was that Guatemala result that kind of shocked me more than anything. It's like a nil-nil, really, on Canada Day? That's just, it's, I don't know. Was I agree with you. That was probably, I say this nicely because I'm such a fan and sometimes, you know, we're allowed to feel like we're allowed to give criticism. Uh, probably one of the worst games I've seen Canada play in a long time. Yeah, And it was just, you, you see our group Guadalupe, Guatemala and Cuba and no disrespect to those nations and and the football that they play, but we should be winning every single one of those games and Mm -hmm. putting goals behind them. If it's not our A team, I don't care. It can be our B team. It can be our C team. We should be putting them away. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of the guys for getting the dub against Cuba, but at the same time, like that, that, um, that has to happen. (laughs) I mean, you know, you have to be scoring four goals against Cuba. I, Mm -hmm. to me, there's, we're talking about a a country who's going to host the world cup here in a couple of years, you know, (laughs) that we're going to be in the Copa America, hopefully next year, if we qualify, these results need to happen. As imagine, you know, Canada going out right now in this moment against Argentina or Brazil, or like I said, in Ecuador, it just needs to be tightened up and cleaned up and, and the quality needs to be much better. But they got the results. You know, maybe it was just maybe we've kind of been in this month, month and a half. And I'm including the Nations League in this of ugly games and maybe they really show up against the U.S. You know, sometimes what they say when you have a better opponent, you step up to the plate. So maybe we're going to be, you know, very surprised in their game against the U.S. And I hope so. And, you know, Brett, you mentioned Ali Ahmed and Larea, and I think, you know, Liam Miller scoring his first goal for Canada and he's worked really hard. You know, I'm not saying every single game he's had, it's been perfect, but he's worked hard and, and I like to see that. So there's a lot of bright spots, but just, I need more. I don't know. I, I just have this feeling of like, I'm watching. I'm like, we should be winning this game. 10, 10, nothing. Yes. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Cause I'm tough. 
<laughs> but you're going up against now. You 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 take a look at the performances that you've had as uh, the Canadians. You draw a team who can't even play in FIFA, who's not even part of FIFA. You beat four two a team who is ranked number one hundred and sixty six in the world, and you draw nil nil to a team who is ranked one hundred and sixteenth in the world. And now you're going up against the number eleven ranked team. Good luck, because you have shown nothing so far that has proved, really, to me at least, that you can keep up with a Jesus Ferreira, who's already scored six goals in this tournament. Uh, and all USMNT fans go, you just got to put in Ferreira. Just got to put in Ferreira. And look at what he's done. I think he has two hat tricks in, in two games or something like that. He has been fantastic. And you take a look at even Gianluca Busio. I like Busio as well. He plays for uh last time i checked he was venezia but they have class all the way throughout this this usmnt side and we're sitting here going i don't even know if our tactics are going to be right it, it just seems like we're in two totally different boats right now between even back against in the nation's league final. Yeah. It doesn't feel like Canada should be scraping by results against these teams. You know, it's just, it's just the standard is dropped. It feels in a sense. A hundred percent. I have a question for you guys. You know, some mostly me, maybe I've been kind of hard on Borean because I feel like the quality in our goalkeeping needs to be much better. And he's been out with injury now. So yesterday in the game, we saw St. Clair, which is a guy that I know that we've said on this podcast, we want to see in net and kind of that first situation where he kind of is really tested on net by Cuba it, it was a clear pen, but you know, I understand, you know, what commentary says and how people feel like, you know, when you're not busy all game and then all of a sudden a moment comes up, you might be caught off guard, but I'm like, he's still an experienced goalkeeper and how he didn't even come out with his hands and he just kind of went in with his feet. Um, questionable decision and everyone makes mistakes. So I'm not going to be, you know, crazy hard on him because it happens, mm-hmm. but you, then again, we think about depth. If we don't have Borean and, you know, we need to work on guys like St. Clair, like obviously he needs that experience. We need to really work on that. So mistakes like this don't happen in, in, in massive games, because that was like, you guys tell me how you feel. That was a clear pen and just, it didn't need to happen. You know, like, uh, yeah. I don't know. It was, it was tough for me to see because I'm rooting for him. And I think that we were like, we we're saying, if we're going to work on depth in this gold cup, we need to see that in goalkeeping but I don't know. Maybe that was just a little bit of a brain fart from him. What do you guys think? You saw it in Kamal Miller's face too. Kamal Miller was just getting back and was going to be that last man. And then he goes down in the box and he just kind of like, what is going on? Like we had it. We had, we were fine type thing. I think the pen was unfortunate. So uh, I'm not goalkeeper and I'm not going to pretend I know what is going to be the right thing to do there. To me, it seemed like that was a potentially right thing to do. It's going to be a risk, anything that you do in the box. And I was okay with it. I think it was more of a tough break than a brain fart. But again, I think that's just more me going, he's going to make a play than trying to do something stupid type thing. But 
was okay with it. He is also a, a, a historically good goalkeeper at stopping pens. And in the second pen, he got his hand to it yeah. and almost stopped it too. So I'm, I'm, I was okay with it just in regards to how hard he was fighting for that ball. But it, it could have been a brain fart either way. Uh, no, and I completely agree with you. That's what I'm saying. I'm not going to be so hard on him because one, mm-hmm. I also think he needs more experience in net yeah. for Canada. And that'll come with experience. Like when we saw, um, who was it who scored an own goal in, in the Gold Cup? Russell Rowe. Russell Rowe, right? Like the, these things happen and these things will hopefully be eliminated once players start to get more experience. Mm-hmm. And by no means do I think it was intentional. But mm-hmm. these are the, also the things that, you know, I... I I want Canada to, to see that and be like, okay, if Borean's not going to be our guy in 2026, then we really need to work on St. Clair or another guy that we have in net where these mistakes are eliminated. Because it, in my opinion, that should have never been an opportunity or, you know, communication needed to be sorted. Or if you really want to go back to the start of it, Osorio can't be losing the ball where he's losing yes. the ball, right? Um, like Osorio needs to be on the ball stronger. You know, you can't be getting pushed off. You can't be losing it there. You know, Q but can't be making these, again, these cheeky passes to get in behind the back line. Um, it just all needs to be cleaned up as a whole. So uh, again, these things happen, but it shouldn't be happening. I'm going to be tough. It shouldn't be happening against Cuba. It can happen against the U.S. You know, we'll say, okay, this is a good U.S. side, but it can't be happening against Cuba. A hundred percent. These Osorio, I feel, especially the last month or so, has had a very difficult time in the midfield when it comes to more of the, the movement of the ball, playing the ball and, and more defensively. It feels like um, he scored that goal yesterday and almost had a second one too. And he played well on the ball, but it feels like for Jonathan Osorio, who is a, a, a veteran and a leader in the locker room for the Canadians, sometimes his influence defensively, it's kind of come at a cost for the Canadians at times too. But uh, that's, I can tell if that's more on him or if that's just, he's been left in vulnerable places at times. And he just happens to be the one who, who gets the ball taken away from him in open field. And, and it goes into the back of the hour, it turns into a pen. Yeah. Waz, do you have anything to add? Um, I, I just want to add to this match that uh, it was good to see Canadian Premier League uh, former CPL player Victor Latoury mm-hmm. uh, get subbed on. Um, before I, when I saw that, I saw a tweet actually earlier this. Uh, you may have heard about it. you know Bruce Arthur. Yes. Yeah, he put out a tweet about the CPL because he clearly doesn't watch the CPL <laughs> and or follows it. It's feel. Because this guy uh, said a Canadian soccer league was supposed to help the national program, and now looks like it could it could sink it. That uh, he yeah. says that uh, you know the CPL could sink the national program. It's like oh, it's feeling that way, and some people really question whether the CPL is doing much in the way of Canadian player development. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That sounds extremely ignorant to someone. Like, just say you don't watch the CPL or don't follow the CPL. You just like. Some people, <laughs> some people, some people yeah. clearly don't know what they're talking about. You should probably not be listening to them. They probably don't know football. They probably don't know Canadian football. 
the CPL has been honestly credit to the CPL for surviving how long it has considering it had to go through two years of COVID. I think the league is in a healthy position. It's done well for Canadian football and having, you know, you need that grassroots level in some, in some, uh, space i i completely agree i i think you said it right it is ignorant it's somebody who doesn't even know vancouver fc is in the league and right now this is it it, it really irks me because then it, it comes in on the same night that victor latori has mm. his debut you have guys like well, joel waterman who has broke out with the national team before guess where he was in the CPL, Lucas McNaughton has been wanting quietly a very solid MLS defender. He had an injury this year, but he's also been around the Canadian program for the last year as well and was at the World Cup with the Canadians. Guess where he played? In the Canadian Premier League. We can continue to go on on all these players who have actually played in the Canadian Premier League, like Mo Farzi, who's mm-hmm. playing at Columbus, that players over in. Uh, or the teams in uh, Algeria, who is his other uh, um, nation that he can represent, he they're going, hey, you've had great success not only in Calgary, Alberta, but also in Columbus, Ohio, in the MLS. You can, it's so ignorant. It's beyond ignorant. It, it, it's somebody who is willing to sit there and say, I don't watch this stuff, but if it's not coming from Manchester United, mm-hmm. then I don't get it. It's, it, it really, it may, as somebody as who Bruce, Bruce Arthur is in the Canadian sports world, is kind of a spit in the face for the Canadian soccer community because you should be somebody who is trying to do what they can to take the next step or help Canadians take the next step to this game. And if you're sitting there and trying to get seats into those CPL sides. So if you're sitting there and going, "Mm, CPL isn't doing the thing that I thought it was going to, because I haven't been to a game yet. It's ignorant. It's sad. And it, it really does bring down the sport in the country. Yeah, and it's kind of like that tweet he posted was on June 26th, so a week ago. But of course, after yesterday, it came back to bite him in the ass with uh, Latour being subbed on. And I just love it because, you know, the CPL, I think, is besides Edmonton, it has done well in majority of the markets has been maybe, I don't know, York. But so I see a lot of footage of like the fans, the, you know, the supporters that, you know, players. It's quality football. It's it's still a young league. It's only been been around for five seasons right and it doesn't have million like billions of dollars behind it right so it's it takes a village essentially to put it on the map and i like the fact that we have a professional league if you, if you want maybe it's semi-professional to set eyes and um i think we need it and you know it might take some more than five years seven years for players to really start showing up with the national team Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, people need to understand that if Canada wants to be a serious Mm -hmm. footballing nation, we need these development leagues. We need these opportunities for younger players who maybe don't have an opportunity to go to Europe, uh, you know, to play and work on their craft. And this goes on both the men's and the women's side. That's why I'm such an advocate of what Diana Matheson and Christine Sinclair are going to do with the women's pro league. You know, we need these things in place. And I remember, you know, when I first took my job at Toronto FC and I was the digital host, all I kept saying was like, it's so great that we finally have this Toronto team and Toronto is finally doing well. I want a women's team because the women deserve this too. And it might not be, you know, the CPL might not be everyone's cup of tea because, you know, Brett, like you said, if you're not watching United, you're not watching anything um, for some fans, but it's important for the development of football in this country, for there to be leagues in place and games in place and organizations in place that allow players to work on their craft at a high level, or at least the highest level that they can get to here. And we're not going to start a league and be the freaking premier league in, in five seasons. These things take time. And then it's now up to Mm -hmm. what Canada does with funding and resources, because obviously there's a passion for it here. There's an appetite for it. I so many people are invested in Canada versus Cuba where guys remember 10 years ago, no one would be watching Canada versus Cuba. Meanwhile, you know, now everyone's like, we're either mad or happy or proud, or like we have constructive criticism, but what makes me happy either way is that people care. You know, we can sit here and say, okay, Canada qualified to the quarterfinals of the gold cup, but we're not happy with how they did. But like, at least we're, we're, we're talking about it. There's engagement, there's interest. People may share the same feelings. This is because there's been so many steps forward. And if we start taking away these things, we're we're going to start, we're going to start like, you know, going backwards. And I don't think that that's the solution at all, especially with all of the strides we've made. I mean, our Canadian men's team, First World Cup qualification in 36 years. Our women's team, so successful. You know, coming off a gold medal, hopefully they do something big at this World Cup in Australia. We're, we're hosting World Cups. We're, we're in the conversation. Like, we can't think backwards now. Like, we just can't. It would hurt It would hurt my heart. <laughs> yeah, and then it's, um, more on else to see. I think, I think it says a lot with the Canadian Premier League, the fact that they're considering expanding to even more teams. That they, they want more teams around the country, and they want to find talent, and it's just it's about uncovering that talent, and the CPL helps that. You know, it's... You can't, you can't, you can't develop talent with three MLS teams in your country. That's all we have before the CPL. 
A hundred percent. And there's, they want to expand because there's interest from mm-hmm. cities and fans around the country. There's already League One in in Ontario and Alberta and Alberta as well. Yeah, that that is the part of the growth in the Canadian Premier League or from the Canadian Premier League. And when you're sitting there. And saying that, oh, my Canadian team isn't isn't winning this game and I expect a Canadian Premier League player to do so. You are blatantly leaving the grassroots part, like you said, was out of the equation. You are sitting here and saying that if it only it starts and ends with the professionals and after that, it doesn't matter. And think of all the kids that are going to those games mm-hmm. or watching the the Toby Warshevskis, the Easton Ongaros, the um the De Rosarios of this next generation. And you're sitting there and going, mm, yeah, but that doesn't matter. It, it, it's it really is like that really irked me the wrong way for somebody who has a responsibility to help grow sports, yeah. any sport in general. And I think it was just a, a real unveiling of farther than or rather than just admitting that you don't watch it just saying that i don't watch it it's just like oh i need to have a take on everything so i'm going to say this yeah yeah it's true. Uh, like this guy says not only does the cpl help player development but how about the ability for university players to play pro and not mm-hmm. lose their youth sport eligibility that alone is amazing for both cpl and improving university soccer in this country like for some people you go to university soccer and that's it that's it. Well, uh, look at players like Tayshawn Buchanan or, or, or Richie Larea, and you can go through a bunch of players who have played uh, who, if they didn't have a chance from uh, an MLS team, they where would they be now? Uh, you can players who have played university, Canadian university, all these different things. If they didn't have an extra team like an FC Edmonton or and Atletico Ottawa or Valor or something like that, taking a look at them and going, hey, come mm-hmm. back to our country, come back to Canada and play for a, a Canadian team and help build your skills. And not only Canada, but we have these connections in other places too. Atletico Ottawa is literally owned by Atletico Madrid. Like there are money, there is money being filtered into this league and country from other places that believe in the game in Canada. And these are the players that eventually, and it's not going to happen in three years after the league, four years after the league, five years after the league, it's going to take some time, but look at the players and the ability that some of the Canadians have now and will have in the future. Uh, Ishmael Kone will be fantastic as well. I don't, I thought he played for the CPL, but I think I'm, I'm completely off my rocker on that one. There's somebody who has been that I was going to prove my point, but either way, these are, this is a league that is still growing and will become the future of soccer in Canada. But the key word is will. 
will doesn't mean right now there's still time and it's unfortunate again that somebody who has such a responsibility for sports in our country was so willing to take a shot at it like that. yeah and um for example victor latoury he recently you know he went from calvary he's from calgary he went from mount royal to calvary calvary to ross county and now he's playing for the man's national team there you go but so. you mentioned that was mount mm-hmm. royal he played against nate yeah, like you're you, those. That is not even CIS soccer. That is they're they're going up to Keanu in Fort McMurray, and then he gets a shot with uh, in a CPL team, and now he's playing in Ross County. Like that. That's 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 what the important thing for the CPL is. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Well said, guys. <laughs> Uh, I want to kind of go back to the game against Cuba and I want to give Oso a shout out Osorio because as much as uh, I do think that it starts with him with that first goal that Canada conceded, uh, I, I was very proud of him for one moment and it's not the goal he scored. It was the fact that he shot, I think it was right on the 18, a nice bended ball that was called offside and it ended up being a goal. Mm-hmm. And this is what I've been preaching on this freaking show. Take your shots, yeah. take your shots. I mean, that was so unlucky that it was offside, but clear. I haven't seen. Also, uh, one of my biggest criticisms of Jonathan Osorio is that he doesn't shoot. Like you'll have the ball and he's trying to always make a pass. Or if he does score, it's always kind of like a, um, like a, like a tap in. And and I don't mean to say that disrespectfully because either way it's always a goal, but that's typically like his bread and butter. And when I saw him strike that ball yesterday and it had the perfect bend, it was a world-class goal. I'm like, he has it in the tank. And why aren't we seeing these players shoot more often and we started to see it kind of towards the end of the game against Cuba there was a couple of decent shots and I'm like finally like I hope that these guys keep adding this to their game because it it's tough for a goalie to deal with you start putting your opposition under pressure it's such an added threat that you have to your game if you have people who can strike from distance or at least make dangerous opportunities that don't always have to be these little like little passes in the box um so as much as their their you know their their passes were nice especially on Osorio's goal you know that pass from Cavallini was really really nice um I want to start seeing that more from them and I know that these guys have it in the tank and I think that once they start unleashing these shots they're they're gonna score more goals and that's kind of like my only thing that i want to say maybe left from that cuba game is that there's potential and there's there's talent in this depth but we need to see like more from from this depth and and it's in them and i hope that it's brought out against the u.s like i keep thinking in my mind okay the u.s are a really tough opponent there's that natural canada versus usa rivalry and the boys have unfinished business from the nation's league uh so i i hope that they really bring it to them and we see a very hard fought, passionate game. I, I want to see passion. You know, when Liam Miller scored that goal, he was amped. And I love to see that, you know, like we, we need more of that from this, from this d- depth squad that we're, that we're seeing with Canada. And mm-hmm. I hope that, you know, we kind of see some leaders emerge too. 
Well, and even to go back to the Guatemala game, I remember watching that game and in the first five, 10 minutes, there were plenty of opportunities for Canada. And I I had to physically remove myself from the game because I'm standing there screaming, going, shoot the ball, shoot it. You are in the box. You have an opportunity. It's at your feet and you're passing it. You're looking for something else. There are seven people around you and you have a shooting lane shoot the ball you don't know what's gonna (laughs) happen and look what happened in that game nil nil then all of a sudden you start shooting the ball and you win four two yeah the most amount of goals that you scored in two of the games combined yeah it's it's frustrating as a supporter when you're sitting there and going oh my goodness look at all this you have these opportunities and, mm-hmm. and we can see it. Why don't you? But I, I guess that's not why we're not on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. well, you bring up Guatemala, Brett, and I took a photo of our of, of my TV screen right after the game because of like there was full time stats. Canada had three shots on target in that game. And that's where I'm like, we... <sighs> The staff needs to see that, and I'm sure they do after a game and be like, okay, how do, how do we improve on that? Mm-hmm. And it just needs quality and shots on target. And I guarantee, even if it's a fluky, you know, saved by a goalie or a fluky goal, at least that starts the confidence of getting these shots on target, which is what we need. You can't have three shots on target against Guatemala, right? No. No, goodness. And then also after the Guatemala tie, that was or draw, that was Canada's um, first time being winless through the first opening two matches at the Gold Cup since 2015. So, I, you know, it's tough because, again, I don't want this episode to seem negative because I don't feel negative. But at the same time, um, I don't want to feel like we're taking baby steps backwards. Yes. Uh, and this win was very important. I'm glad the guys went out and got the job done against Cuba. It was needed. I'm glad that we scored four goals. You know, mistakes happen, but they figured out a way to, you know, come out in that second half and still continue scoring goals. But it just, I don't know, needs to be, I need, you know, it to be back to where it was against the World Cup. And I know it's not the same guys out there, but I do believe in our depth to still get the job done. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like we, we aren't, this isn't Alfonso Davies, Tayshaun Buchanan, Jonathan David, Stefan Estacchio, Alistair Johnston, who are going out there and playing yeah. these games and putting up performances like that. But as you mentioned, you need the depth in four years and this yeah. is when it starts. So yes, no, I a hundred percent agree. Anything else you guys want to say? What's, what's one thing that you want to see Canada do against the U S in the cup quarter? Put up, a, put up a fight, get, yeah. put, have, have a chance to win. Yeah. It does feel like we're going into this game from behind here, but uh, I will, again, it's the same as last time. Just shoot. Look what happens when you shoot the ball. Make Matt Turner concerned. Make him uncomfortable. Keep firing everything you can. Look at that goal that Jaden Nelson scored. It was just a a ball that went into the hands of the goalkeeper and squeaked out. And oh, look who's there, Jaden Nelson. I'll take that. Thank you. Those are the types of goals that are going to win you games, especially against the U.S. Uh, Whoever wins this game will likely win 
the tournament, depending on Mexico, but this is a big game and it's time for you to show up and, and do the things that made you successful this time last year, two years ago, three years ago. I have weirdly, cause I haven't had this, <laughs> this feeling respectfully uh, in the nation's league and so far in the gold cup, but I actually feel like can it's not going to be, um, a crazy big loss for Canada. And maybe I'm being overly optimistic, but I think that Canada is going to put up a fight. I think they know how much it took to get to where, you know, they are right now in this quarterfinals. And I, and I'm hoping that they know that, you know, us Canadian fans are watching and we are always, always rooting for them. But at the same time, you know, we want to see a big performance and I think that they have it in the tank. And I, I also hope that Ali Ahmed like continues doing what he's doing and he has the game of his life because he's been so, so good. I, I love watching him play. And I think you mentioned it off the top of the show, Brett, him and Larea, you know, are they're just always putting in the work. So yeah, I hope some big standout performances. I hope Osorio keeps shooting that ball because he's got, you know, it, it, in his bag to do so. I hope we see Hoylet and, and Liam Miller and all these guys continue to do what they're doing. And we get a good game against the U S I'm not, I know I'm not the only one who would like to see Canada come back and, and beat the U S after the nation's league. And I think that they could put up a fight if it's, if it's properly executed, if the game's properly executed was mentioned a lot of fight, a lot of passion. And, and I think that it's not impossible, but they've got to, Go go out and and really get the job done. A hundred percent, no, a hundred percent, and that's the thing. It's the the rep the revenge, the revenge. Yeah, that revenge from the nation's league. And they gotta feel like you know it is a World Cup game. You know, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's a big game and it's any Canada USA, even if it's an exhibition or a friendly, I, I think that, you know, you got to treat it like a really big game because it's a war. It's the natural rivalry. Yeah. Yes. Yes. No, it's war. <laughs> you go out there and act like war. I know. I know. Anything yeah. else you guys want to say about Canada, the gold cup before we wrap this up? No, no. I want no. them to win that. <laughs> Me, yeah. too. Me too. Who's been your favorite player for Canada so far in those gold? cup land on a nice positive for me it's been Ali Ahmed I have loved watching him play I, I, he has been so influential great on the ball he has been cheeky with the ball too like he seems confident with everything is he's been able to do and, and it's really helped Canada and he's been able to play numerous positions too uh, so I'd go Ali Ahmed with uh, uh, a shout out to Liam Miller too was um, I don't have a particular player, but I'll just say I've been enjoying the positive moments and the, these players making their debuts yeah. for the national team. Yeah, it's been great. And I, I think, Brett, you you basically summed up how I feel, too. I think Ali would be my, my number one guy. And a nice shout out to Liam Miller, too, because you mentioned, you know, or John Herdman mentioned that he's been working hard to kind of get himself within this team, within this roster, uh, because he's competing against some big guys in the same position. And I think that he's done he's worked hard and it's not always going to be perfect. I don't expect perfection from, from any player or, or the team overall. But when I see a guy working really hard and even if they might not have the best game at times, I, I give them massive kudos because as long as you're working hard, as long as you're passionate, as long as you're trying to create, not every single service needs to be incredible. Right. So I, Liam Miller's had a couple of really good games and, 
I think he deserves a nice shout out, especially getting his first goal for Canada. I think that's awesome. A hundred percent. hundred percent. Good thing. One team in Canada has some positives going on, right? Toronto. Sorry. Yeah. Oh yeah. You wanted to bring that up, right, Brett? Yeah. I just wanted to say that that place is uh, an absolute bonfire right now. I feel bad for players like Bernadeschi who is there and, and trying hard and playing at a high yeah. level because they just lost again to Orlando City last night 4-0 and it has just been sad, sad times. They fired Bob Bradley. Lorenzo Insigne is already one foot out the door. He has a uh, uh, apparently a couple of offers from Saudi teams. Shocker, shocker there um, to bring him over too. Like this is not a good situation for TFC when this time last year when they're bringing in Crescito, bringing in Insigne, bringing in Bernadeschi and now they're I mean other than Inter Miami where Messi is going they're the worst team in the league like it, it's it's sad to see especially when you see Canada who on the national stage is doing so well the biggest city the biggest team in Canada with Toronto FC are playing so poorly it's it's, it's sad but that's what I wanted to bring up. As a Toronto FC lifer and as a season ticket holder since day one, which is my biggest claim to fame because I'm a diehard supporter of this team, it's been sad. But uh, I've also sat through the worst seasons at the beginning and then they eventually won everything. So sometimes, you know, <laughs> these dips might happen, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes maybe some drama that they need to sort out and hopefully they get back on track. But what I'm most excited for is Messi coming to Miami. So uh, even when I'm like, Oh, you know, TFC, there's crazy news or, you know, Bob Bradley's been sacked, whatever. All I really care about is Messi's first game. (laughs) That's going to look like. Yeah. And Inter's playing better too. Inter's playing better. Sorry, they had a match last night against Columbus, 2-2, with goals from Joseph Martinez and Leonardo uh, Campana, too. Like, those are two I, top players. In, uh, I saw a projected starting 11 of uh, Inter-Miami in the future, and it did not include uh, Kamal Miller, and I was sad to see that. Like, oh, really? <laughs> really? You're just going to send him away like that? He's a good player. Um, but, you know, Brett, it's a shame that Toronto's going through that. As a proud San Diego FC supporter, I, I don't know what you're going through. I don't know. Enough. We're having, Enough. Strong, we're, gonna, we're having a strong campaign so far. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, guys, this has been Kickback and Sunday League Pundits Collab presented by Betway. We'll be back, I'm sure, with more Gold Cup action. Anything else that happens? I know that Carlo Ancelotti has officially agreed to be Brazil's manager starting um, in the 2024 Copa America. So that's some exciting news. And then obviously there's been transfer news and more players going to the Saudi pro league and so much happening. But, uh, in, in terms of games, there's really not been that much. So we'll probably keep you posted with gold cup for all of our Canadian fans. A lot of American fans love when we talk about Canada versus USA. So we'll definitely get an episode from that game with our thoughts and, Yeah, that's basically it. We hope everyone had a lovely Canada Day and let us know what you guys think. Your thoughts on the Canadian men's national team. Thanks for listening. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 